Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of FKB Full Kit Banter. I'm joined this week by Sash and Lionel, two brothers, joining myself on this week's episode. Uh, BK couldn't make it, uh, likewise Nate and Cash, but uh, their, their presence is felt certainly on this uh, Monday evening, but yeah. Brothers of uh, destruction, man. Yeah, man, Lionel, welcome back. We missed you last week. Sash yeah. and myself, the, the Trench brothers, are back <laughs> in business. Um, man, like, what a way to end the weekend yesterday. Uh, fresh off. Uh, another boat. classic Liverpool versus Arsenal game. And that's going to be what we're, like, focusing on the bulk of this episode because it's just the three of us. Um, it's also very telling how the narrative has changed in, like, the title race. I mean, it's like, we've, we've said this before, right? Like, th- things can just change on a whim. One week, one game well, can change everything. we kind of saw it coming in terms yeah. of Arsenal about, they were about to run the gauntlet after but But exactly, like, was anyone really expecting them to win every single game? I, I mean, to be fair, they've been winning games that they ought to win. So right now, it's just a matter of how Badly bruised they'll be after this whole. I I would say it's a astronomical feat to come away with um beat this city side, right? I mean not or just that. I mean they they could field. they could lose to city, but beat like the other teams in the other five teams in the round of six gauntlet, and city round could beat six. them. <laughs> Yeah, I think six rounds. Yeah, I think it's six rounds. But they drew the the drop points in the first round, which was against Liverpool. So um, not not a good omen. But like we said, football is a fickle thing. Like things can change so quickly. If they get a favorable result against ridiculously City, quickly. yeah, the narrative will change. It's. I just think people are. Freaking out too quickly Like I mean I get it You know The the manner of the game Which we're gonna get into uh, Obviously Arsenal um, You know Taking a 2-0 lead Very early And Me just fearing The absolute worst Cause I've seen Liverpool Blown away many times This season um, So when you go behind To the league leaders uh, After like what 25 minutes You're 2-0 down I'm just like Oh god It's more Were there the flashbacks same. Of and Real Madrid we actually led against Real Madrid, <laughs> so ah, it wasn't yeah. really quite getting mm-hmm. flashbacks to Real Madrid. <laughs> but the, I was very worried by not so much the scoreline, but just the pattern of play. Like I don't think we had a single shot on goal till we actually scored, and it was just all Arsenal. Like, I know Lionel watched the game. Uh, I I only checked the FKB chat like at full time, but it was popping off without me. Uh, and I could tell Lionel was very frustrated from a City perspective because here he is, you know, City do their job on, on Saturday, very comfortable win against Southampton. The Android gets to 30 goals for the season, which in itself is ridiculous. Um, and he's here thinking, oh, like, Anfield's a tough place to come to. Uh, maybe Arsenal will have some difficulty. <coughs> and then and then he watches this away. insipid performance. He's just like, what? where was this Liverpool when City came here? <laughs> he would have had every right to be angry, but... Okay, um, I, I did not catch the match, the so same. can both mm-hmm. of you walk me through it? Like, f- firstly, from... I'll let Lionel I, I'm walk, guessing, walk, him, yeah, walk I'm you guessing, through it from, like, a neutral... 
I, I, yeah, I want Slides, to say yeah. from a neutral and like a Liverpool pro perspective. Exactly, yeah. 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 On that night, I think both of you were supporting Liverpool for different <laughs> reasons, of course. Yep. Yeah, I, okay. Like, I mean, like what Pascal mentioned, right? Yeah, 100%. Like, I, I've always thought like um, going to Anfield is going to be a difficult feat. Um, and, and, and when I saw like Liverpool defending in like the first, I'll say, 20 to 30 minutes, right? It was like, catastrophic man like uh, in the first half Arsenal really dominated the entire game they they ran the midfield as usual I, I, I honestly felt like there was no uh, midfield presence from Liverpool's side I mean at this point of time looking at the lineups right it doesn't really surprise us at all and and I would say that Liverpool at the back right they, they look like so poor like I, I, I think Trend has been under the microscope for quite a while now, but I'm gonna play um like devil's advocate. Right? I, I feel that yes, I, I do understand that Trent's um defending is is not the best, right? But of course he makes up for it in attack. And and given that like Trent we like people already know, I, I'm sure that people are like Klopp isn't like stupid, right? He knows that um whenever like based on his philosophy, when the wingbacks attack, right, it is they definitely need to have cover, right? in which people like Fabinho have to provide a cover. But he was totally like, like go- he was ghosted throughout the entire first half. And I I think that um, Fabinho is like more or less done. Like. I think um, in, in the next transfer window, Liverpool have to get someone capable to, to fill his shoes. I think they need mm-hmm. to slowly start phasing him out. I mean, of course, you can keep him as like a, a squad death player. But if he's really unable to find his like form, right, I think... He's done. Uh. If Liverpool want to contest for top four next season, they need to freshen up their squad badly, uh, so badly. Uh. And like speaking of freshening up, right? Van Dyke, like when I saw Van Dyke playing, right, he doesn't look like Van Dyke of like the past, like, like pre-injury Van Dyke. Yeah, I mean, can understand that, you know, getting like a, a serious injury really throws your game off entirely. Like, I mean Ruben Diaz also had such an injury, right? But he has made quite a good comeback in terms of form. But Van Dyke, despite playing game after game, right? I, I have not seen like any sort of like progression in terms of his play. It's the not, dominance, right? Yeah. Yeah, like the like the, the dominance and the, the stability he brought. Yeah. And, and the thing is like it's it's ridiculous, right? For someone like Van Dyke in terms of his height, right? To lose mm. to an aerial challenge to <coughs> Gabriel Jesus, who, let's be frank, he's not the tallest person, not the tallest person in, I would say not even the tallest person Barely in the entire... Jumped. I don't even think yeah. he jumped, man. Yeah, and, and like... like a standing hitter. <laughs> yeah, and, and like, that, I think that that second goal by Gabriel Jesus just kind of sums up Van Dyke's season thus far. And, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we always joke about Van Dyke quote-unquote defending with his aura, right? But nowadays, it kind of feels like it, it really is la. like he doesn't look like he's giving it his 100% I mean of course um, I, I feel that it, I mean in, in Liverpool's entire backline right, I, I will still if, if let's say Van Dijk was in my team I will still play him because of his experience but it feels like he maybe it's time to throw in a bit of healthy competition for him because honestly man like he looks like so poor I, I felt like Konate actually had a slightly better game than him uh, in the first half and and like um 
for Liverpool to to reach half time with at least a goal, right? I think that's kind of impressive already because I when when Liverpool let in the second goal, I felt like, oh my goodness, I think Liverpool is going to like implode. La. Like they could actually lose four nil or five nil, given mm-hmm. the way Arsenal are like running their business. But I think from a neutral standpoint, right, the second half kind of turned out pretty well for Liverpool. I think Liverpool it was Liverpool's turn to like dominate Arsenal. So it's like a tale of two halves. Liverpool really like suddenly snapped out of it. They started to play like the Liverpool of old. Yeah, and that that that's the Liverpool that is more more familiar to me as a City fan. And I would say that I I personally felt that this game was kind of like a deja vu moment of like how Arsenal and uh City played in the earlier fixture this season. Like um I would say that Arsenal kind of also... I wouldn't say they dominated in the first half. But I would say that um, it was reflective of how Arsenal were in the second half where you could tell that they were so anxious, they were inviting the pressure, they didn't want to go forward despite, you know, the game being highly in their favour. And I personally... I actually wanted to ask this question to BK, but maybe since he's not here, I'll throw it to you guys. Mm-hmm. Do, you think, do you think that um, based on... I mean... Uh, based on the CD versus Arsenal game, right? I, I personally felt that the reason why the Arsenal kind of lost is because they were super anxious and nervous and it all kind of boils down to inexperience in the team. So do you all think that as, like because of this inexperience Arsenal has compared to City, right? Who, you know, they have consistently been able to deliver the Premier League over and over again. Do you think that the inexperience of the current young Arsenal squad could actually cost them the title or do you all think that nah it's just I mean or do you all think that it's just gonna be like okay I mean one point it's good enough and we're gonna just carry on our dominance from here to the end mm, I mean I, I'll, I'll go first on that I think you definitely could tell in the second half that something wasn't quite clicking I don't quite remember the City game with the City Arsenal game as closely as you do. Mm-hmm. But I do remember like at 2 0, right? I fully expected Arsenal to just take over. Like the crowd was dead. I haven't I haven't heard Enfield this flat since the Chelsea game, which was like two months ago. Uh crowd was non existent. Liverpool looked like they weren't bothered, like they just weren't there to play first twenty five minutes, thirty minutes. Um and then out of nothing, Salah scores right two one yeah. at halftime, which I was like, oh my god, how have Arsenal let us off the hook? How is it not like two or three nil? And I'm like, okay, good. But I never really expected Arsenal to. And I think we do have to credit Liverpool as well, which we'll talk a bit about later. But I think like what you said, the naivety, like maybe Arsenal felt like okay, we can, we can keep these guys at bay for like 45 minutes. And I, I, I didn't really see a game plan. Like, you know, with like Man United or... Um, I'm thinking like best counter-attacking teams that I can remember. Man United, right? Mm-hmm. Or even Real Madrid for that matter when they were in the lead against us. They didn't panic. And they just killed us. They picked us off whenever we tried to get a bit too excited and overzealous. Arsenal, I felt, never really had the outlet yesterday. I don't know what that was down to. I thought Trossard should have come on much earlier. Um, 
I thought party wasn't his best. Mm-hmm. What what I'm used to like. I felt the, the, the non-existent midfield we talked about, right? I felt they kind of woke up in the second half and that had a lot to do with, I think Klopp reshuffled the team a bit and he put Trent into that central midfield position. Um, and from there, we were able to really just pick our passes a lot better. Like the finishing was still leaves a lot to be desired, but I think Arsenal, maybe Arteta has to take some blame. Maybe he had the wrong game plan coming out. Maybe he thought... Mm, let's let's try to keep this crowd as quiet as possible for the next forty five. Let's not get too I crazy chasing the third that, goal. That goal that you guys scored prior to halftime. Let's say Salah did not score that, right? I think the game plan would have played out I'm in Ateta's brain very differently because I think he, he knows that oh two one, um they could easily score, but then again, we could easily score because Klopp's going to get them to push high up and we could just hit them on the counter. And I saw actually a a freeze frame of... Uh, I think it, it, the game was tied at 2-2. And um, someone was out free. I think it was Saka. And Martinelli, for some reason... Correct. Yeah. Was right yeah, after we he made a boo-boo. Like a huge chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think the freeze frame is a bit harsh. When you watch the thing in real time, right, it's not a bad pass by by Martinelli. It's not a great pass, but I think Allison does really well. He reads the mm-hmm. pass and he sweeps it up. Um, but you're right. I think that was the pretty much the only clear cut chance. I, I I remember another chance from Gabriel as like a corner, but apart from that, I don't think Arsenal did much second half. Um, so it's very weird. I I mean, like it's, we we went on like a tangent on, uh, on Lionel's question, but. Inexperience, I think it's not just the team, but Arteta as well. I think he's in a spot right now where he has to be a bit like you're at Enfield, right? You're two one up. What do you do? Like it's such like he has it's to so rare you even have the opportunity. Yeah, because he has not like, been how in many that position can say before. That I have a, a lead at Enfield right at halftime, mm. so I I, I, I think, think it's similar he, to to Brendan Rodgers at Enfield, like when he was yes. in in Liverpool, That's right? Was it the Crystal Palace? No, game? it wasn't even Crystal Palace. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, was it was against Chelsea. Chelsea, Chelsea game, was the right, domino. Yeah. yeah, it was the. It was the cookie cutter for them. Like, I think Rogers, in his mind, because since the start of the season, he has always been placing an emphasis on attack. So when it comes to, oh, we don't really have to attack, we just have to control the game and make sure uh, we cover our half spaces. We don't. We, we give them the difficult shots. We don't let them in easy. He just doesn't know what to do it. And be coupled with the fact that his team at that time, they were never ever in that position for where they were league leaders. Like, the ball is in their court. So they kind of froze. Because from what Which I remember, they were always to, chasing to City, now, right? right? Yeah, I'm comparing yeah. between Brandon Rogers Liverpool and Arteta's Arsenal right now. Yeah, yeah. And you can't really yeah. say that all of them are inexperienced in terms of a title challenge because Ateta purposely added Gabriel Jesus and Zinchenko who both played, who both started, who should be the senior figureheads to kind of tell everyone to, hey, calm down, we are 2-0 up, we just have to keep it tight. But I'm not sure whether it's, I mean, it could be a combination of Ateta's slight naivety on wanting to maybe push for the third and for the fourth and I actually don't think know, they did they, they tried hard enough 
Mm. I think... Okay. I mean, hindsight 2020, right? But it didn't seem like the game plan at halftime was, okay, we considered one late. Let's mm-hmm. just reset. Let's let's keep doing what we've been doing. It seems like mm-hmm. they went a bit more negative. Mm-hmm. But so much of this, I think, you, you cannot tell the full story without yeah it's it's just we're just trying to sort out yeah. the intangibles yeah right like and what could have happened for sure for sure and i think maybe they were surprised how easy it was mm. it was very muted you know the celebrations like it, it you know how sometimes when you score like a really big goal like the players just go nuts like mm-hmm. it's it feels like a final sometimes yep when when um what's his face martinelli when Martinelli scored that goal, yeah. right? With Sash, if you haven't seen it, you should. It's like a comedy mm-hmm. goal. Like it's just miss kick after miss kick. It was very muted. Like they were just like, okay, like it's one 0 at Enfield. You know, it, it doesn't mean anything. Let's just read. Let's do this again. Let's go back to the center circle. Mm-hmm. When Jesus scored, right? I thought there would be a bit more like, like players will just jump up all over yeah, each like other like and celebrate, pumping, right? But it was very muted. So maybe deep down, Arsenal felt like there was a sucker punch waiting for them. I, I'm, mm. It's a very weird one because, like I said, right, the scoreline doesn't do it justice. The the score, like, you have to look at the game as a whole. Like, it was all Arsenal first half, pretty much all Liverpool second half. Yep. You look at the last-minute shenanigans that potentially... I think up till the 89th minute, this was going to be two points dropped for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. But then by the 95th minute, it was a point gain. Mm-hmm. And this sounds very Arsene Wenger. It's like, oh yeah, like he, this exactly sounds like the kind of thing he would say. Yep. But can you imagine like Salah, if that shot deflects off Gabriel and goes in the back of the net? That's, that could be like soul crushing for an Arsenal side mm-hmm. that's chasing the title. 2 0 up at Anfield. Liverpool miss a penalty and they still lose three two. That would, oh man, that that could but break a team. Like, but now it's almost back, like yeah. We but survived. if you look back at the title winners, title winning teams of yesteryears, right? They always have had a good, a good defensive five, including the defensive midfielder. Yeah, and their defensive record has always been impeccable. But I know Arsenal have been winning like these past few games but they also have been a little bit defensively susceptible BK, BK has been hammering that home yeah since like I don't know how long like four games five games ago yep so like and I think they really miss Saliba mm, that like, and yeah I don't know like you said party has been a little he bit good, off but right he, he like, didn't really impress me yesterday like I usually whenever I watch party in Arsenal right Mm-hmm. Him and Odegaard is just like clockwork. And yep. for like 25-30 minutes, they were. And then it just kind of stopped. And they couldn't quite get going again. So mm-hmm. I, think I think the if, problem if with Arsenal, Arsenal perspective, is... Goal scoring is definitely not an issue. Unlike another team from London. But <laughs> definitely keeping goals out. I'm, I, I, when was the last time Arsenal kept a clean sheet? Maybe Everton? Okay, yeah, I, I, I do have the table here, right? Mm-hmm. The last time they had a clean sheet was um surprisingly 3-0 against Fulham. That's uh about oh, four right. games four games ago. And then yeah, I think they don't really have that many clean sheets, uh, Arsenal. Yeah, that that's the thing, because the good 
teams, right? The ones that uh find do that final cross over the line to win the title, I always have an impression that you know they go one nil up or even two nil up. I mean, Pascal, like you, I can just bring, just turn back the clock maybe three years. Mm-hmm. There was a time where Liverpool were not scoring bucket loads of goals, but they were a defensive machine. Taking like long, you go one nil up, two nil, and then that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah one yeah, nil up, yeah. two nil up, and you know the game was over. Yeah, like they could blitz you at Anfield, go two nil up, and then the second half they'll just manage a game, and they'll just keep clean sheets. They'll restrict teams to difficult shots. Where Allison can, it's easy for Allison to save, mm-hmm. and you know that the game's done. But whereas for this Arsenal side, right? Yes, they could go one new, two new, even three new up. And I think the fans, right? Especially you know our resident, uh, Arsenal correspondent BK, you could just ask him honestly, and he would say that the game is, yeah, we, we it could the lead could look unassailable, but with this Arsenal defense, right? you can't really bank on them to keep a clean sheet. Even with Sab- Saliba in the team, I do remember them leaking the odd one goal here and there. And I'm it's not like sure. Almost, it's like a charity goal, right? Sometimes it'll be yeah, 4 I know, right? and then they'll concede one and it'll just, they'll just yeah. be like, ah, it's, it's whatever, it, it's 4-1. Like, who mm. cares, right? I'm, not, I'm sure that that is not the right mentality to have because I do remember mm. like going back, like, I don't sound like an old guy, but going back to the early 2000s, right? Like, defenders really took pride in keeping clean sheets. If they let in a silly goal, even though they were, f- what, 4 nil up, like, the you goalkeepers would, would rage. Right? Yeah. yeah, the yeah, managers yeah, would rage. The, the captain, who's usually, like, the heart of the defense, will start raging as well because he wants his clean sheets and he knows... It's like perfection, right? Yeah. Yeah, he knows a, how much a good mindset it is to, to keep, to always have this mentality that you want to keep clean sheets, you don't want to let them score. So, I'm not really sure if there is like this figurehead in the current Arsenal backline who does that. I'm sure that Gabriel is being looked at as the commanding centre-back, but um, it doesn't seem to shout a lot. As in, I'm not saying that uh, defenders have to be passion merchants, uh, but it would be good to instill this kind of mindset in that Arsenal back five, whoever it is. Uh. I think also the manner in which they considered the goals will disappoint them. The first goal, like, um, you know, you're not going to hear me say this very often, but I thought Curtis Jones did really well for the first goal. Curtis Jones and Jota, there was like Damn. this, just this split second where they, they, they sort of understood the other person. Jota does the overlap, Curtis Jones, nice back heel, and then he opens up all these possibilities. Second goal, I think they'll be very, very disappointed. Like, if I think Lionel saw the goal, but if you watch the replay, right, it's a it's like a nothing goal, much like Arsenal's two goals were very much out of nothing. It's just Henderson, like literally passing the ball six yards to Trent, right, and Trent is really has nowhere to go, and I think Zinchenko will. You could tell by Zinchenko's reaction when it went in how like annoyed he was. Is who's another guy that I think. Uh, going back to Sasha's point, is one of those leaders you're looking at, right? So, I don't think he had a particularly good game. Uh, and, yeah, I, I think when they look back at that in training, they'll be, like, even more disappointed. At that was the goal that ultimately cost them the two points. I think they would have much rather 
the penalty go in or that wonder goal from Salah or that wonder strike from Salah goes in, right? So, um, very disappointing from Arsenal's perspective. But uh, when I saw it go in, I, I thought it was deserved. Um, but ultimately, the point, you know, doesn't do much for either of us. I, alu- I, yeah. I alluded to it right at the start of the pod. Like Liverpool and Arsenal mm-hmm. love to just kind of mm. cock block each other. It's very bizarre. Always an entertaining sp- game, though. Yeah. Usually, yes. Usually, mm-hmm. they're barn burners. Yeah, but speaking speaking of the penalty, right? I just yeah. want to ask you, like, okay, because I like you, I was watching the game. Mm. When the penalty was considered and start, Salah went up, right? I was like, yep, I think uh, 2-2. And then, like, as, as the... Like, when as he, he was lining up for the shot... Out. Yeah, when the camera panned <laughs> out, right? And then, right before he took the kick, I was like, oh my goodness, I, this, I actually I was think, getting flashbacks. Yeah, yeah I, was, I, I was thinking, hey, I, I, I don't feel very confident about this penalty, man. And then, true enough, right, he blasts it to the, the left, right? And then I was like... For, for oh, like half a millisecond, yeah. I was like, oh, thank God. Because Ramsdale jumped the wrong way. It right? looked like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then he just ran <laughs> out. And then I'm like, oh my goodness, like Bournemouth penalty miss and then this penalty miss. And like to to sum it all up, right, in the worst way possible, I had Salah in FPL. So <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it was kind of like a double whammy for me, but it must have felt even worse for you because it, it was like a, a final, it was like, Finally, it could be a possibility that you know Liverpool could actually run away with a point or more, which which they kind of did. But do you think that Salah that it could be a possibility that Salah could be swapped out of the mm. penalty taking role? Because to be honest, like these are crucial moments, man. And like you know, if Fabinho if Fabinho didn't score that goal, like oh, I think you guys wouldn't. Crucified. Yeah, you guys would wouldn't like even on Easter <laughs> yeah you guys wouldn't even be like I think you guys will be even worse like feeling worse right now as like a fan base but yeah. I mean it, it sounds ridiculous for anyone to say that Salah should not take a penalty but right now I think this is like a topic for discussion so what do you think man this is a this is a good point because I, I was thinking about it as well Uh, when you sent over like the stuff in the morning right Um, I think it's good that Klopp Acknowledged it in the press conference. He said, "This is something we'll talk about." No, dude, dude, do you, do you see that? Uh, when he when he took the penalty, Klopp was looking away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw and that, he right? Saw, he thought you went in at first. Yeah, he thought you went in and celebrated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so it's like the fact, right, that your own manager who picked you as the penalty taker couldn't even look at you take a penalty. I mean, it kind of speaks a lot, right? I I don't read too much into the looking away. Like loads of people do that, but to answer your question, right, I think. Salah has enough goodwill in the bank to be like, if I'm Klopp, I go to him, like, Mo, do you, like, if we get a penalty next game, right, do you want to take it? I would ask him first. If he's like, yeah, like, let me make this right. Let me let me take the next one. Like, no, by hook or by crook, it's going in, right? At that point, I'll just be like, okay, man, like, you're a, you know, Salah's like a supremely confident person, right? I think we can agree that based on his body language and his body of work. If he wants to take it, I'm like, okay, I'll let you rectify the issue. Like, I'll let you make this right. But if he makes it three misses in three, then that's it lah. Like, the co- there's no nothing to be said anymore. Because it's not like we don't have guys who can take a penalty, right? Like, 
Milner unfortunately doesn't I mean not unfortunately but Milner doesn't play every game if not I think he's our best penalty taker by a long shot but I mean Henderson can take penalties Darwin can take penalties Trent can take penalties freaking Van Dijk can take penalties so I think it's more detrimental if Klopp is just hook Salah off penalty duty I think that will hurt his confidence more so I'd rather like let him decide I think he's earned that um, and I'm I would still think he if if he gets a penalty next week against whoever we're playing I think he'll just like Jamie Vardy down the middle like no no nonsense this time no more pl- placing it to the left just he's just gonna leather it down the middle um, but if he misses three penalties then I think we won't be seeing him take penalties for a while lah I think that that'll be that. But but you're gonna be seeing Milner at the right back position a lot more. I right? honestly like now it's what twelve points right off top mm-hmm. four. I in my heart wait, of hearts wait you're only twelve points off top four. What do you mean only? This is a lot of points, dude. I mean compared to like Chelsea, right? It's like a hair <laughs> a hair distance <laughs> away. <laughs> But the problem is it's 12 points and three teams. Mm, if it was okay. one team and that team was like Spurs, then I'd be like, okay, you know, maybe we've got a chance. But you see the form Newcastle are in, you see the form I mean, United, what, what, I think, have enough. What's up with Newcastle, man? Like, they, they, dis- they decided steroids. to wake up at the right time. Yeah, yeah man. They have, they're hitting form at the right time and I, I am gutted because... Um, it seemed for a moment after Liverpool beat Newcastle that we suddenly were back. Mm. Uh, I won't say in the driving seat, but we looked a lot more equipped to sneak into the Champions League spots. But now I think it's a bit of a mountain to climb. Mm-hmm. Um, Europa League dawns, man. Come on. Oh, bruh. Nothing bad oh, about man. the Europa League. It is what it is, but even the Europa League is going to be tough. We have... Because of the aforementioned teams... One is going to drop out as well, right? So it could be United, Newcastle, and then Spurs in fifth. And then Liverpool still has to overtake Brighton and Brentford. Can't believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, with Milner at right back, I wouldn't mind experimenting with Trent more in the centre before we conclude the season. Um, obviously like I don't want us to give up like we have nothing else to play for like might as well just keep trying to get as many points as we can Um, but I've seen this before you know like before like the whole Klopp era like I was used to Liverpool being maybe chasing top four but ultimately falling short and this feels a lot like it so uh, nothing else to play for let's just put all our eggs in the in the league basket and, and see where we can go. But I, I am not really confident that we'll be able to leapfrog United, uh, Newcastle or Spurs. Since we're on the topic of Newcastle, right, I can't remember a time where uh, David Moyes' team got smashed. What, 5-1? David okay, Moyes? I mean, uh, uh, a West a West Ham, a West Ham David Moyes' team getting smashed 5-1. I think most recently, Insane. I think most recently it's uh the the most re- the the last one was four 0 by Brighton, yeah. But I also don't recall 
David Moyes' team letting in five. But but they let in five at home. Eh. Yeah, I think that's like bad. I'm kind of surprised that Moyes has not been sacked yet. Maybe he has enough goodwill. Wait, who who did West Ham lose five one to? Newcastle. Newcastle. Oh yeah, correct. Yeah. Oh wow, that was like okay. No wonder, no wonder. Yeah, that was like two game weeks ago. But it feels like. Mm-mm-mm. Honestly, I'm surprised Moyes is still in a job. I'll be I'll be mm. completely honest. I think the Everton game probably saved him. Remember, it was El yep. Sakiko, Lampard, yep. and Moyes. Right? I think that game saved him. But uh, fortunately for them, they beat Fulham. Like mm-hmm. I think just Barely. yesterday. Yeah, uh, and they beat Southampton last week as well. They have a bit of breathing room. Um, but yeah, man, that five-one to Newcastle, I think, might have been the final straw. But Seems like Moyes has built up enough goodwill after the last two seasons to at least see this season out. Do you want to hear an interesting take? So, of course, always. Um, I think in uh, on the, in game week twenty nine, West Ham uh beat Southampton one 0 right? Um, I think most recently they they beat Fulham. I think that was quite uh, a great achievement because they beat Fulham at Craven Cottage, and I'm I'm gonna make a very outlandish uh, uh, a guess right or, or a declaration I, I kind of feel that you know West Ham are going to play at home to Arsenal I think somehow West Ham may actually get a draw because nah I don't I don't no, see that no no here you hear me out because I, I feel like David Moyes right like when he uh, the last time I remember when he played very very defensively he parked the bus for 90 minutes against City in I think it was like the Carabao Cup and then they beat us on penalties. So I feel like this round, right, I think David Moyes is going to acknowledge that Arsenal are a, a really difficult side and he's going to just park the bus, man. I, I, I have this gut feeling that West Ham could actually make Arsenal's title hopes even worse. But no, but the, the issue is not that Arsenal can't score because we know that they can. They can easily pick apart any defensive team. It's whether they can keep a clean sheet at the other end. So I think, right, the right play would be, as what West Ham always does, counter-attack, but it's whether... But they don't have the people the to, to... But they don't have the right people to lead the charge, right? In I terms of counter-attack. Bowen is quick. Antonio is quick, but he's not like rapid Antonio of one or two seasons ago. So... Yeah, or mm. maybe maybe it could just be me like having a delusional and false hopes. Maybe it's just you being biased, la. I think <laughs> yeah, every as a game neutral now for both City and Arsenal will be like it will, it will be hyper analyzed, you know, because mm-hmm. players also know that we can be the spoilers, you know, with all the pressures on these two teams, right? Like yep. we literally just have to show up and almost wait for them to make a mistake, especially in Arsenal's case. Mm-hmm. I mean, since like Lionel, you had the league table, right? Do you all have like the run, the fixture run in? Maybe we can see where we think potential like Hiccups, missteps, yeah, would be happening. I find it funny how Chelsea might decide the title race because you guys play the both of them. Oh yeah, we do. Chelsea it, could play it could spoiler. be similar to and win when Leicester won the, the league, right? Win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When uh, Spurs were turning up at the bridge, and then we just decided to kind of wake up and not let Spurs crush I mean we, we decided to crush Spurs' dream of winning the title 
yeah. Plus, I think you play Arsenal at the Emirates, so all the pressure will be on them. We need Mourinho, man. We need Mourinho to do that. That park the bus. Like how he did at Anfield. I mean, Jorginho, it'll be his time to... Um, yeah, man. It's like, like party, Execute Order 66, Yeah, right? bro. It's <laughs> like, like party, party's gonna get like an injury or it's gonna be like at a hearing or something and then Jorginho will have to play DM. You know, all the stars are lining up. We send him there for a reason. And all like Oba... <laughs> Just oh, yeah. oh dude Oba <laughs> Oba with the Winning penalty eh. Yo like, Georgino fouling Obama Yang Getting sent off And then Obama Yang Just putting the ball In the penalty spot And just slotting it home One second uh, I'm trying to pull up This Arsenal City run in Yeah but, but while, while we put it out right mm. For the listeners um, Arsenal right After playing West Ham and Southampton Which are two Great fixtures right They have Man City at the Etihad they have Chelsea um, at the Emirates. Then they have Newcastle, Brighton, Nottingham Forest at their home ground, and then Wolves. To be honest, on paper, it doesn't look that easy for them. But personally, um, as much as I would like City to win, right, I, I feel that it's still Arsenal's title to lose because firstly, they are not in any other competition. So by right, they don't have an excuse to make because... They can channel all their efforts and their their energy into like just the Premier League, right? But City, we we are still in the FA Cup, man. We are still in the Champions League, and of course, as a City fan, I would rather prioritize the Champions League over the Premier League. So, if Arsenal do bottle this, right? I think the onus is on them. Like, they by 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 that logic they should be running away with the title now but if somehow they manage to slip up and let let city catch up right i i feel that you know this is like the golden opportunity which they would have just squandered away so i think arsenal are definitely still the favorites no matter whatever the result was yesterday they are still the favorites but i think in Actually, the next i'm curious why you said that like i i know that six points is still like it's still like any other team will be a big lead, right? But the I think the the scary thing that maybe caught a lot of people's attention in it, it's in City's hands now. And I know that doesn't mean much, but I didn't realize this that actually if City just focus on themselves, right? They can actually ignore Arsenal's results if they assuming they win yeah, their no, last. Dude, City are like the best hunters in the league. Right. It's scary, like <laughs> I mean I've been there. I know this shit better than like mm-hmm. Any of you guys, you can never feel safe. But it's so weird because the more I look at yesterday's result, right? I'm sorry, like, I, I can't... Based on how the 93 or 95 minutes panned out, it doesn't feel like a bad result. Maybe I'm just being too positive, but... You mean, I don't know. You, you mean like for Arsenal? <laughs> yeah, because the way you look at it, right, like, Losing that game from a 2-0 lead, it would have been catastrophic, not only in that they get zero points, but it totally kills morale. But I think the way it finished, it will actually help galvanize the team. I know it sounds bizarre, but I just feel like they felt like they okay, like Okay, wait, don't do, have do you mean that let's say let's say that Firmino equalizer a, happened mm, in the 90th minute, it would affect them more but that's what I'm saying it, it, it didn't like if Ramsdale doesn't make those two late saves I can agree yes it feels like two points drop 
Mm-hmm. But because he saved those two chances at the death, I think the narrative completely changes, man. Changes, man. Yeah, I and think the only way we can like really analyze it is after the game against West Ham. We kind of see what Arsenal thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, uh, the fear for for me and Arsenal is that they start focusing on City too early. And they completely like you say ignore the likes of West Ham, ignore the likes of, uh, like Wolves and Forest, right? Like, they have to just take it game by game, lah. I I think, it's a tricky one because Arteta has only been in this situation as an assistant manager, and the team was like, so different, right? That City team was like built to win. This Arsenal team, I think, if you told them they'll be challenging for the title at the start of the season, they would have been like. What the hell are you smoking, right? Uh, the goal was always Champions League. Obviously, now that's changed, but I, I, I really hope Arteta kind of is able to keep this team level-headed because I think it would be such a shame if one of these two teams sort of like doesn't make it to the end. And obviously, in this case, it's likelier that Arsenal are the ones who, if there's to be a meltdown, it will be them. I can't see City like melting down. Like City, I'm not saying City is guaranteed to win the league, but if Arsenal win it, it'll be on the final day. But if City win it, you could see it, you know, happening with like four games left to go, right? Something catastrophic just Ooh. happens. But yeah, but I, I'm just hoping that we we see this go down to the wire. But but I'll say that you know, as a City fan, right? Okay, despite me like saying that. After yesterday's result, I still feel Arsenal are in the driving seat and are the favourites to win, right? I can also kind of feel from like the Arsenal fan base perspective because firstly, right, I think yesterday's game is kind of like a reflection of how um, the Arsenal squad lacks that experience that they need. And I'll say the second thing is like, it's scary to see how uh, as a non-City fan, right, that certain players in the City squad are starting to hit their peak. Like, for example... Grealish man, Grealish has been exceptional for the past couple of games. I think um com- comparing with last season, right, of how many people kind of like um put him under the magnifying glass of him not justifying um his price tag. I think he has been exceptional in the past couple of games. Fair play to and, him, yeah. Fair yeah, and, 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 and it's not just him, it's like players like De Bruyne who has been poor is finding his form. Players like Julian Alvarez, which is second to the surprisingly City's second choice striker has been phenomenal. And then we still have like players like, you know, okay, although I'm still not really a fan of him, but Edison also has been like slowly picking up in form. It kind of feels like, you know, um, as the season is coming to an end with like nine, uh, eight to nine games left, right? It kind of seems like the entire City squad is like pulling their weight. So if I'm an Arsenal fan, right, I will actually be quite worried because... From my end, as a City fan, when I'm looking at this, right, I'm feeling more and more comfortable. You feel like the pendulum is swinging. Yeah, it, it kind of feels like, let, let's wait and see um, if Arsenal can really um, hold up their end of the deal on consistently delivering every single game until yeah. the end of the season. Because I think the mentality of the City squad is we've been there, done that. We're just going to do our own thing. We just juggle between the Champions League and the Premier League. We have won the Premier League. What was it? Um... Three out of four seasons already. Four out of five or something. Four or five, yeah. yeah and we'll just like sit that. back, watch, and 
we know that uh, Arsenal on paper have it's very reminiscent of of man peak United under Fergie. Yeah, they don't even it's have to say just, anything. Yeah, <laughs> just sit like, back and watch the other team implode. Right? Watch right, literally watch Rafa just shoot himself <laughs> in the foot. Yeah, yeah, it has that aura about it, you know, like mm-hmm. which is why I think the six points to many just looks very insignificant, mm-hmm. which is insane, right? But and it's City also the fact that Arsenal have to go to the Etihad. Yeah, I think City had the, has a game in hand as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Although so, I don't really mm. put too much stock in games in hand, but mm-hmm. I think a lot of the rules change for City just in how we how we view them and mm-hmm. how because we've seen it with our own eyes. I think the only team that could like get anywhere close to that sort of respect in the recent modern era is Liverpool, but obviously they are miles off it now. Yep. Um but yeah, any other team, I would say six points is like cozy. But there's a reason why the bookies and a lot of you know r- no like normal fans are like panicking mm-hmm. now because of what we've because seen if in we, the past. If we flip the script and City were the ones leading with six points, right? I'm sure like ninety percent of or rather anyone but an Arsenal fan would say that after yesterday, yeah, people would done. be like, "It's over." Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. I, I think Arsenal fans need to just strap in and 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 just dig in for the, like the last run in. Like, there's no point being all like paranoid and like anxious. Like, just just go go down. If you're gonna like <laughs> go down, go down swinging, man. There's no point like. I mean, it could go one of two ways. It could go, you guys don't win the title, and in a similar circumstance to Brandon Rogers' Liverpool, right? One and finish second, and then yeah. momentum just done. Fade. Yeah, yeah. Or you could do the, I would say right now at this current moment against this city side, the impossible, and actually hold them off all the way until, uh, the end of the season where you guys lift the title. And I think a lot of us would be, kind of, uh, preparing our Ateta apology letters. Can you imagine? <laughs> I know, Just right? that, that, that clip immortalized of Arteta lifting the Premier League. Jeez. Almost as bizarre if as if Lampard lifted the Champions League as a manager. Which <laughs> <It's> like a, <laughs> was like the second like a fever dream we kind of wanted to talk about today. Yeah. But um, Liverpool-Arsenal once again delivered, unfortunately for... Liverpool and Arsenal fans, it delivered more for neutrals, like, let's put it this way. It delivered more for neutrals and City fans in particular, but for Liverpool fans, frustrating. For Arsenal fans, frustrating to then a bit of relief. But let's let's turn our attentions to, to Chelsea again, because just last week I was talking to Sash and BK, and Potter had just been sacked, right? So we were like talking about whether Chelsea would go down the interim route, whether they would... Um, you know, look for your Enriquez or your Nagelsmanns or, you know, more like international flair, but I don't think any of us brought up Lampard's name. Not mm. even as like a super outside chance. And I don't think I really asked Sasha about this until today. So like, can you like walk me through what was going through your head like when you saw the announcement? Did, were you initially a bit 
this could work or were you just right off the bat now what what is my club doing what the hell more is of the more, letter what is going on I'm, I'm sure you've seen the memes right that i've uploaded yes yeah. yeah so that kind of sums up my thoughts like, i couldn't believe what was happening i would rather have bruno salter just kind of steady the ship all the way until the end of the season because to be honest there's nothing much left to play I'm really dreading the Champions League right now like especially against Real Madrid because what what they could do to us in the two legs could be uploaded to Pornhub because <laughs> that is just I, I don't know man like <laughs> Benzema Benzema will be so taught boldly how to actually own Chelsea <laughs> like for the second season in a row like dude Ramadan Benzema is like a different animal man didn't he score like two he scored a hat trick against he scored a hat trick against Barcelona right yeah that's yeah. crazy man yeah so I didn't really understand the appointment but I could tell that you know Lampard he is really like proper Chelsea so I could see the reason why he wanted to come back to take this job even though he was sacked what was it uh, almost three seasons ago but then again you look at it from an outside point of view right like if you're a neutral fan you'll just be laughing your head off because Chelsea literally have come full circle I couldn't believe managerial it, appointment. I, I know right I woke up and I was like I legit thought it was a meme page mm-hmm. I thought it was just like some like delay April Fool's joke, and I was like, "What? What on earth is going on, man? Like, it's." I would still not understand it if Lampard had not taken a job since, mm-hmm. but we just saw him at Everton, and right. I'm not saying Everton are anywhere close to the the quality that Chelsea have. But it's like. I'm like, did you not watch the football? Like, <laughs> what? Like, I know he's proper Chels. I get it. That's the only reason why he got this job. But there has to come a point, surely, where, you know, it's almost like sometimes your allegiances can muddy the waters, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, yes, like, we know Lampard loves Chelsea. We know Chelsea loves Lampard. But surely you've got to stop Mixing up, you know, like 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 business and and the the feed the the love, right? I I just think it's top only watches too much Hollywood, lah. That's all I can. That's 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 my my because I'm PLDR. trying to put myself in Todd Bowley's shoes, right? So I think he kind of weighed up both options. First option, on his left hand would be kind of see this season out with Bruno Salter, who has never managed a team. In his life, it's kind of and like on a the right hand side. Reaction, right? It's just yeah. Like, okay, oh, and on the right hand side, you have Lampard, who has somewhat a little bit of achievements on his CV. He got Chelsea to fourth place with literally like children. He has managed Everton before, albeit he got sacked. He also had his uh. He started off at Swansea. Where's he? No, sorry. He started off at Derby County. Yeah. Yeah, where he did relatively well somewhat uh, so I think he kind of weighed up both options and he kind of went for one where it's a little bit of emotion tied to it as well 
Oh, definitely. And I, I'm sure that Lampard, compared to Bruno Salter, has more Premier League managing the only, experience. The only saving... I don't even know if you can call it saving grace, but the only thing that makes it not a complete farce is that it's different management. Yep. You know, it's not like Boli sacked Lampard and he's taking him back. It's This was like under Abramovich. Mm. But I think for like two months and then you're like sort of leaving the door slightly ajar. Like if he does well, you know, may, just maybe he could become permanent manager. But that is contingent of him winning the Champions League, which <laughs> although there is always a chance, <laughs> yeah. but I wouldn't hold my breath. La. Yeah. <laughs> I fully but what if he sort of brings the feel good vibes back? Because I mean that was like, not evident not at all some, on the weekend. Some of yeah, some that of feel good vibe needed to start him, against Wolves, man. But <laughs> it's just I didn't I didn't even bother watching <laughs> because I just I'm I'm literally mentally checked out this season. Right? I just want this season to end. I want Ancelotti back, and I want the the real vibes to begin next yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I I just. Like it's you said, uh, one times, day man. of normal, one day of uh, one normal day in, of Barclays, <laughs> <laughs> never happen. But yeah, I it tell kind you, of, man, the Real Madrid game. If you can pull it off, it will be. Dude, it's gonna like, be brutal, dude. Absolutely yeah. brutal. Oh, it's, it's gonna be like Bayern. Be Odds are, it will be brutal. But yeah, we're gonna lose like three one at home, and then we're gonna lose four 0 at <laughs> the Bernabeu, and then that will be it. But it's Schrodinger's cat, right? Until you play the game, <laughs> you haven't lost yet. <laughs> I, I... You both won and you've lost, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's... Bro, but Ramadan, Benzema... I'm not gonna lie, uh, Chelsea have been entertaining as hell this year. Like, For the wrong could, reasons. If, if, if off, the off Premier the League had like a Drive to Survive type, type um, series on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. I think 80% of it would be Chelsea. I think Chelsea will be like Haas. It'd just be like Tuchel gets sacked. Or like you have two whole you have one whole episode for that. Then mm-hmm. you have one whole episode for Potter coming in. You mm-hmm. have one full episode of Potter getting sacked. Yeah, and it's like uh appetizer, the main cause and dessert. The, no, the January transfer window will be one whole episode. Mm. And then you have Lampa and it's still to be continued. Ah uh, dude, it's a full cost dinner, man. A full cost meal. To be continued, I mean. man. So I I'm trying to ask it's all like my if friends. If you were to ask me, wait, all my Chelsea, Chelsea are playing Brighton, friends. right? I, I also have no faith. I just, I'm just going to watch it with like a blank, blank, like no emotions. But you're still Zero watch emotion. it. Uh, that's, that's proper Chelsea, man. Just, just vibes. B- based on the Wolves game, right? Uh, if mm-hmm. you saw any, or you read anything, what, what was, did anything seem to change Nah, I know Chelsea saw a switch back to a, like a back four, mm-hmm. which is bizarre because it seemed like Chilwell was. I mean, doing yeah, good like work and then like kind of Kante and Cucurella were rested. Sorry, I mean Kante and Chilwell were rested with Madrid in mind. Yeah, so I could understand the change. And to be fair, against Wolves, you shouldn't need th- those two players to beat them. But the way the season has gone, and the way did you see that Nunes goal though? Insane. Eh? I did, insane yeah. goal yeah you should watch it it's gonna, just gonna it. just gonna jack his price up by another 15 million mm-hmm. like Nunes ran the show absolutely abject just 
zero positives la. like I thought mm. Lampard coming back would bring the new good manager vibes, bounce right yeah the good vibes but that just didn't happen la. so because if let's also remember that these players they are not dumb right like th- if we are having these reactions I wonder what the hell a guy like Kai Havertz must be like thinking mm-hmm. he's like what the hell like I just play under this guy and you want me to play under him again and then you mm-hmm. can have the new boys like maybe Badiashile or Koulibaly or whatnot wondering like, isn't this the guy who almost got Everton relegated? <laughs> so yeah, I, I think his goodwill would vary on player to player. Like obviously your guys like Mount, like Mount's his kid, right? So I'm mm-hmm. sure that must have been uh, a nice reunion for him, but... For the rest of the team, I'm not sure how Kepa gets along with Lampard. Mm-hmm. If I'm not wrong... Like, Mendy was his boy. Yeah, exactly. So, that must be a bit weird. Uh, Sterling... I know, I, I yeah, did he, feel he Sterling, Sterling would start and mm-hmm. he did, yeah. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, maybe Kovacic? Like, some of the really, like, the old boys. Yeah, the ancient guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, your, like Thiago Silva. Yeah. Yeah. Just we'll see lah. To be continued. <laughs> I, really I know, hope man, like every like, at least every win the first leg. Team that <laughs> every team that we come come up against, right? I'm just, you know, Quay Sarah Sarah. If we win, we win. Yeah. If we don't, we don't. Like we have zero expectations. Like you could ask any Chelsea fan, right? Right now, I think, I think they're all mentally checked out. Like zero expectations against Madrid. Zero expectations on where we end up. Like, if we finish bot like second half of the table, right? I don't think anyone of us would care. We just want this season to end, man. That's yeah. how bad things are right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can kind of relate. In many ways, I'm just hoping that mathematically, like, we get put out of our misery because if as long as there's a mathematical chance, right, I will still harbor the hope. But I've been around it's the, the hope block. that kills you, man. Exactly. I've been in this position before. Like with Caddy Dalglish, with uh, uh, Brennan Rogers. Like I know how it ends. It's a season isn't eight games, lah. You know, it, it, you don't magically like flip a switch and then suddenly everything falls into place in the last eight games. That's that's not how it works, you know. But unfortunately I'm hardwired to keep the faith until <laughs> mathematically proven otherwise but I, I completely get where you're coming from um, and I don't know I think this is a nice way to bridge a transition into fraud, uh, fraud watch because this appointment unless it ends with a Champions League seems very very just reeks of fraudulence la, to, 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 for lack of a better word do you have anyone you want to put on, on fraud watch this week? Or mm. was it more of a boss watch week? Not including, like, obviously, like, the Chelsea Wolves game. Hmm. I, I think, f- for me, boss watch would be Newcastle's Isak, man. I think he's um doing good. Like, he has been wrecking in the goals. Told you, Sash. You need to give him time. <laughs> yeah. Mm, I'll, I'll say okay maybe apart from he reminds Isak, me a lot of like um Papi Cisse yeah <laughs> but, but I'll say that you know I'm gonna throw it to my boy Jack Grealish man <laughs> he uh 
he has been good, like really good. Um, I think he's looking more comfortable curse, in his own you're gonna skin. You're going to curse him on this show, man. Nah, man. He, like, he, he's looking more comfortable in his he's own skin. He's very confident, nah, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he, he looks like he's easing into the rule really well. So, yeah, he's, I think... He seems to have matured by like three, four years in the span of one year. Yeah, he, he looks like he, he knows how to adapt himself to City's game now. As compared it's not to just last the season. tactics. I feel like mentally, right? Maybe when he first joined, there he maybe he doubted himself. Maybe he doubted if, you know, he was worth the money, or if you know because he was from Villa, right? A team that, I mean, for God's sakes, he played with them in the championship. Pretty much up till the season he departed, he was either in a promotion fight or a relegation fight. So going to City for that kind of money, must weigh on you, right? Plus, you know, I think people had it out for Grealish just because of, you know, the, the his appearance, like, his the way he carries himself. But I think this year, not only the performances, he just seems to be a bit more level-headed, like you can see in his interviews. Uh, I think playing in the World Cup with England, maybe being around other leaders sort of changed his mentality. Like, I, you, you, you see City more than I do, so I was wondering if you noticed that as well in the way he carries himself. Even sometimes when he's on the bench, right, I think he has accepted the role of being that go-to guy on the left, but also being okay to be be benched once in a while in this pep roulette of sorts. Yeah, I, I think players like um, Jack Grealish as well as future players, right, I think if, let's say, City goes sn- like sniffing around them, right, I think if they choose to engineer a move to Man City, right, I think they have to understand that this, they are, they are, if they are looking to play 90 minutes for like 38 games in the Premier League and then, Not go, gonna on, happen. And then go on to the Champions League and other domestic cups to play as well, I think they, they need to be realistic enough to accept that it's not going to happen. And like the fact that whatever you just said about Jack Grealish, 100% I, I agree with that. Like he knows that to be to be a staple in this team, he has to accept that um, he will be rotated out once in a while. But, but I would say that he now looks really comfortable in his own skin and he, he looks like um, he knows when to, to make the passes and he knows when to, to take shot on the goal. And like, it, I, I didn't, I thought he would take more than a season to to get like used to this system. But it, 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 it comforts me to know that he is able to do it so quickly. But now it's just time for, uh, it's for like Kelvin Phillips' turn to go through this regime because honestly the redemption that, arc <laughs> yeah because there, there, there is a player in Calvin Phillips yeah. now, but it's just that we I think he needs the time and he needs the minutes which he yeah. does he's not getting now so yeah yeah. so I think Isak and uh, Grealish is like on my boss watch nice yeah I like those two picks yourself Sash <sighs> I know we'll revisit this again but I'm just gonna put Chelsea's torrid season on fraud watch trench brothers dude yeah like there's this pessimist side in me right because I've watched football for quite a long time and under this ownership I'm kind of scared that we'll be similar to like when Man City were under that Thai Prime Minister Park Sin yeah Shinrata the vibes are like very similar like there's this guy or this consultant who comes in 
doesn't know what they're doing kind of treats it like FM and like the fans are the ones who suffer so just I, I think I'll put I think it's just Boli uh, yeah I'm just gonna put Boli and his consortium on Fraud Watch what or, happened to the what, okay like what were the what were your feelings after the whole January window like shenanigans was there like a renewed sense of like okay this guy shows he's serious mm-hmm. like he's doing it in a very unorthodox way but he at least yep. shows he's serious mm-hmm. to, versus now like what 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 was the been the biggest like change like, like the, the only redemption making? arc that or, or rather like they need to redeem themselves by really taking a step back and the next manager appointment is so so important key, yeah it's like you because they messed up uh, the book ten Hag, yeah yeah they messed up the portal one so I think the fans will be willing to give them one more chance because they've showed that yo they're they're here they're serious they're willing to spend money but in order for the cup to progress the number one most important appointment they need to make is the manager and everything else will kind of fall into place with the right appointment because secondly we need to clear our current overstock of players because I don't care who you are like no manager can afford to manage with so many players on the books because it's really hard to kind of please everyone with ample gaming it's time impossible man and the way it looks if you like don't it, have European I don't think football? we're gonna get European yeah, yeah dude. dude like Good luck having even uh, registering players, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we just need to clear house and... I don't know, like... <laughs> I know everyone's talking about Nagelsmann and yeah. Enrique, but I really want Ancelotti back, man. You guys are really going, like, full circle. It's like you're doing... You're running a, a, a second round around the lap. It's like Lampard, know, right? then up-and-coming German manager. What's next? It's going to be up-and-coming English manager again. <laughs> then Lampard again. Eddie Howe, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nagelsmann, I think... Dude, in a way, I'm Nagelsmann, glad Nagelsmann didn't to jump stay the gun. Like, Nagel- take yeah, the time, he needs to man. stay far, far yeah, away from Chelsea, take dude. the time. We just yeah. ruined him. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, AVB wasn't the same after we sacked him. He went yeah. to Spurs and then that was it. You can say that again, yeah. He's not a race car driver. Like, no way. You want to know where he is? Oh my god. Yeah. He's just like F football. He's, he's doing NASCAR, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's pretty badass, though. <laughs> but yeah, it's a pretty massive, drastic switch. Uh, I mm-hmm. mean, sorry, career switch. Um, so, Chelsea, on my end, I'm going to keep it light as well. I boss watch, got to put Sonny in. Uh, he got his 100th Premier League goal. Uh, not many players can say they've done that, but he has. Uh, they can frame that up in their trophy cabinet, along with Keynes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I mean, all jokes aside, I think Spurs, I would say they're in form. I don't think Spurs have ever really been in form this season, but they just kind of pick up results at important times. I still fancy Man United and Newcastle to stay above them just because of all the things that have gone wrong I suppose this season with Conte but um, I think Son's goal great goal by the way will be a nice little uh, boost for not only himself but for the club I think I mean Kane is going to get you a goal pretty much every week so uh, Son for me 
uh, and I guess you could put Spurs in there as well, minus you know some sus officiating. Uh, the other one, this one is more fraud watch. I'm gonna put myself on fraud watch, cause I was critical of Crystal Palace, <laughs> like the board <laughs> last week, and of course they trashed Leeds five one the week after I go off like, on them. So didn't we? Didn't I, I think I was part of it as well. You did too. Okay, now we're, we're both in fraud watch. <laughs> Of course, like right? Under, under Vieira, they couldn't score. And under Roy Hodgson, who Didn't we say that? Why would you hire like, Roy Hodgson if you need goals? And exactly. And then they go on to score like five, what, seven goals in two yeah, games. Yeah, exactly. Or, I, at this dude, point, FKB like, curse is real, man. <laughs> it's so real, dude. It's so, so real. So if you see Grealish have like an absolute stinker, yeah. you know who to blame next week. Grealish will get like sent off against uh, whoever you guys play. This weekend. Who do City play? They play Leicester. Leicester at home. I mean, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> but Leicester at home, I'm licking my lips if I'm a Man City fan, but I, I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, yeah, man. What an app way to end the app. Putting myself and Sash on Fraud Watch. Uh, I didn't forget. I didn't forget, by the way, that uh, we made that bold claim last week. But uh, any like sort of final thoughts from you guys from this weekend? Get Ancelotti, man. Just just get him. You guys are really just going after all your exes, uh. I mean, the way he left didn't leave a good taste in my mouth. Uh. And it's going to be, like you said, under new management. So, And if you're going to get someone who manages with just vibes, like isn't Ancelotti the pinnacle of one no, let you guys do, one do whatever you want. One goal. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, Bo- like that's how Boli operates, right? If Real Madrid do smash you guys, he'll be like, "Geez, man, that Real Madrid sure are good." I wonder who manages them, <laughs> and then he'll be like, "Oh, damn, this guy called Carlo Ancelotti." Like, wonder what all he's- all part of the plan, man. Like, right. Wenger, Wenger did it again. Yeah, man. Somehow Chelsea, like Chelsea, are like a cat, bro. Like. They they can they have nine lives. They always seem to find like <laughs> themselves on their feet. Like you guys will be fine next season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, with that, uh, Lionel was a big wi- winner this weekend. Uh, got to see the Android hit his thirtieth Premier League goal of the season. Comfortable more winner more goals than Chelsea. Uh, I know. Yeah, it still blows my mind. Um, you guys think he'll crack forty? I I honestly hope so at the rate yeah, he's going. I, I think it depends on the Leicester result. Ooh. I mean you guys know, right? Like like when I saw the fixture for next week, I was like, God damn, Leicester at home. <laughs> Seems like a very stat paddy kind of game, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Le- Leicester are a team that, you know, they are severely in the trenches now and they could actually get relegated, you, man. Like Do you I wanna mean, bet like six new? Honestly, it's quite ridiculous to say that but I think right now at where Leicester is at it looks like all the players have mentally checked out from the Premier League so they I can think there's genuine relegated, panic right? yeah there's genuine panic but it might be a little too late mm. yeah yeah I think I think letting Brendan Rodgers go at such a late juncture it, it was it was in hindsight a, a, a horrible decision and I think like if Leicester do get relegated right um, I think we we will see a lot of their players join who, the different clubs in the league. Who even is Leicester's manager now? Are they like operating with Chuba a caretaker? Ekpom. 
Huh? Chuba egg bomb. No way. Nah, just kidding. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> they should just like get Ture, man. Kolo Ture was a stun, right? Then he went to Wigan and got sacked. <laughs> yeah. Gets called uh, Parker, man. Yeah, sure. Parker gets the first <laughs> manager to get sacked three times in a season. No, you know what? Like, you know how um, Crystal Palace got Roy Hodgson? They could bring back like a Sam Allardyce or something. <laughs> Honestly, like, I don't know what they're waiting for. I thought when they sacked Rogers, they would have someone lined up, but it doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah, they did have Jesse March, right? Who rejected, like, event, like the, the offer. Mean, Jesse so. March in a, you know, nice guy, but I don't know if he's the guy you want to bring in with, like, a kind of, pre- not prima donna, but, like, a squad that's on paper too good to go down. We see the guy to galvanize them. I don't know, man. All I know is that Liverpool should call dibs on like uh, who the hell is even good at Leicester right now? I feel like everyone's stock at Leicester is plummeted. Madison, I think Harvey Hub- Barnes is pretty good as well. Tete is pretty decent. <laughs> he just joined um, as well. Yeah, Nacho, man. Like, I don't understand how this guy doesn't get enough games because every time he's played, like his goals to game ratio is pretty good. Rodgers doesn't seem to fancy him. It's, yeah, they, like, Vardy has fallen off a cliff. Pets and Daka isn't consistent enough. And the defence is just, like, awful. Uh. I think they would take, like, uh, Wes Morgan back right now. Honestly, better than what they have. Yeah, but, but uh, Harry Suta guy. Trash, dude. <laughs> no, so if, they get, if they get relegated, right, I think... Leicester is gonna be like a carcass in the desert. Everyone is gonna just gonna be like vouchers picking you know, up the walking the dead, dude. Just gonna like yeah. <laughs> just mm, like chew on all like the, the yeah. The Medi- I think yeah. I think medicine, medicine's time at Leicester is done. Like whether they even stay if or they not, survive at Leicester, yeah. I think mm. like they need to have like massive like reshuffle end of the season, yep. regardless where they end up. Tillemans will go- I think Tillemans will be like going overseas. Tillemans' contract runs out anyway, so yeah, yeah, he's gonna leave for free. Another mistake, in my opinion, should mm-hmm. have cashed in. I, um, I, I I personally think that Madison could to, could be a good fit for Arsenal, man. Madison, I could see Madison yeah. at any of the big six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's that good. Um, it's also he's not like your typical just like number ten or cam like there's a. There's a real engine there as well, so he'll probably go for big money lah, but I think yep. he'll want to save the club before like he, he just dips, right? Like this is the last the least he could do, but um yeah. It's not looking good for the Foxes right now. Uh but with that, before we turn this into a Leicester podcast, uh, I wanna thank Sash and Lionel again for joining me. Uh, a lot of fun talking to you guys. Uh Obviously, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea were the big talking points this week. Um, and who knows, man, next week, at the rate this season is going, I really don't know what to expect because I certainly didn't think I'd be talking about Lampard as Chelsea manager in this week's episode. So it's a flashback to season one, episode season one. one. <laughs> Hon- honestly, if you just put random on the playlist generator on Spotify right, and you jump on a season one episode... It could just be me and Sash talking about Lampard getting sacked. And we're back <laughs> to square one. Mm-hmm. So 
I love this game. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks Lionel and Sash. And yeah, have a good week, everybody.